0: Welcome to CIR Realty Business Mastery, where we present on topics that will help you build a successful real estate business. While you're here, be sure to subscribe to not miss any new episodes, as well as leave us a five-star review. That'll help others discover us too. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Okay, so we're coming to the end of 2020. <laughs> Good riddance in a lot of respects. Um, and, and you know what's so interesting is 2020 has obviously been quite the year and everybody has handled this a little bit differently. But one thing we have seen is the real estate market and the real estate industry has endured and borderline even thrived in a lot of cases. And we have seen some phenomenal things happen uh, in this industry where a lot of people who during the lockdown Uh, were out there still keeping in touch with their clients, still making phone calls. And some of these were very, very tough phone calls to make because people were scared. And and people are still scared um, in a lot of respects. But you know what we've made adjustments, we've adapted, and kudos to everybody who did that. But now, any time in our business, we have an opportunity to change the way we do business who we are, make adjustments, learn from the mistakes of the past, and get back on the horse and do it. And also learn from the things we did good in order to invest more in that and move forward. And so now is the amazing time to reflect, not at the end of the year, not at the start of January. Right now is a time to reflect on A, what are you going to do to finish the year strong? And B, what are you going to do to make sure that when February comes, middle of February, the market starts picking up again, what are you going to do to, uh, to thrive? What are you going to do differently to make your business different than it ever has been in the past? So, so let's talk about a few things here. So Addy, if you can share my screen, I'm gonna take you guys through a little PowerPoint and how to finish your business strong and recession proof, or how to finish the year strong and recession proof your business for 2021. Market cycles are inevitable. This one will end. Now, you know, you know what's funny about that slide is that this is true always. It is absolutely always true. It always happens. Um, you know, we just, we were talking about earlier about 1983 being a recession and everything else. Right now we had, well, 2020. I mean, look at the the recession we had coming into the end of March. April, May, you know, due to the pandemic. Now we're seeing a boom as far as real estate goes, but oil and gas is still a little bit down. So we expect this boom to end, and it will end. I'm expecting it to actually end, potentially at the end of, you know, Q1 next year. So maybe end of March and stuff where the unemployment and some of the financial pressures the economy is going through is gonna take hold. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but it will end. Um, Everything will end, and then that cycle will end as well. We always, always go through this. So if you are not adapting your business um, to this and adjusting your business to understand that market cycles are inevitable and that this one will end, and whether it's a boom or a bust, then you need to rethink things. You need to make sure that you are adapting your business accordingly. Here's the other theme that we wanna play with today is that if you want different results, you need to do something different. If you said that 2021 is going to be a different year um, than what you had this year, and, and many of you are saying, you know what, uh, all of us have sort of this, this benchmark in our head about how our, we call it our set point, about how much we think we should make or how much we, our sense of our personal worth is, and not that financial equals worth, but I'm just saying, like, if you're used to making you know, sixty thousand dollars a year. Then, chance that you keep making sixty thousand dollars a year. We have people that are used to making two hundred fifty thousand, you know, three, three, four hundred thousand dollars a year. Next year, you'll probably make about the same. You know, given various market cycles. But that's sort of your set point. When you start making less, you start working a bit harder. When you start making more, you ease off the gas and take that vacation. So, if you want different results, you have to do something different. So, think about that and make a decision right now as to if you want something different for next year. And by the end of this, or, or today, and at the end of this meeting, take a minute to decide based on what we talked about what exactly you are going to do that is different. So let's talk about business planning, because you need to plan your business. Now I'm not gonna ask you to go through an entire business plan, but I do want you to look at three areas. Number one, marketing. How are your clients going to find you? And when I say find you too, you might have an extensive database, but are you top of mind with them? Are, do they know you? Are you? Do they know that you're in the industry? They know you're in the business? What are you going to do to make sure that you're top of mind with your clients and you're going to meet new prospective clients? Number two is operations. How are you going to deliver your services till the end of the year? and into 2021, and what are you going to do to adjust? Is there a better way to deliver your services to operate? And number three, financial. How are you going to manage your money? How are you going to prep yourself for this upcoming recession, if there is one? I don't know, but there, there is always going to be one. Uh, we saw it in 2013 and 2014, 2015. Then had a recession. We call it. We saw it in 2006, in 2007. Then we eventually had a recession. Like the this market cycle will end, regardless of which one it is, and that's good news and bad news. If you're in a recession, it's good news that it will end, and if you're in a boom, it's you know it's bad news that it will end. But it's always going to end. So financially, how are you preparing yourself? So let's break these down. Marketing. In my master's program, we talk about four pipeline business sources. These are the sources of business that the the big teams and the most successful realtors in the industry, and when I say successful, I'm talking about um, transaction volume. That's it. I'm not talking about life success. Everyone defines success differently. Just check off the haters on that one. Um, but right now, if we're talking about the number of transactions the people that are doing, the biggest volume of transactions are focusing on a few of these, you know, at least two, possibly more of these uh, marketing business sources. The other thing that's great about these business sources is that they provide leverage. You can actually provide some scalability to them. So the first one is SOI marketing. SOI standing for severe sphere of influence. Everybody needs this in there because once you get a client, you need a follow-up strategy for it. So your sphere of influence marketing has to be something that you're doing. This is your database management following up with clients, things like that. You need to have a perpetual plan in place for that. Number two is doing something with your website. This is where your online marketing all leads people back to, um, even your your Instagram and Facebook and Google marketing is all typically driving more traffic to your site and uh, to your capture pages and things like that. So website, obviously website um, marketing as well through landing pages and squeeze pages or just getting traffic to your website in general. The third one is farming. This can be uh, most likely a geographic farm, but it could also be a demographic that you're farming. Um, but this is again something else that we can see that you can put systems in place. And the fourth one is strategic alliances. So strategic alliances are institutional-sized clients. This is not just you know somebody that owns a multi-million-dollar house. This is somebody who has access to hundreds um, you or know, dozens or hundreds of real estate transactions over the course of your career. So this is typically, we think of it as banks, builders, relocation companies, lawyers, um, things like that. Maybe investor groups, uh, depending, and that's what a strategic alliance is. So we want you to consider um, tapping in. You definitely need to have sphere of influence marketing on there. Most of you already have that ramp it up, get consistent with it, systematize it, and add one more of these to your marketing mix. In addition, some further notes on marketing. For your sphere of influence before the end of the year, so this is everyone who's in your database, provided this is your database of people that know, like, and trust you, um, you want a minimum of three valuable personal touches before the spring market. So you need to get out there and make, um, some kind of personal touch to them. Obviously, you know, the wine order is something that, um, we're offering video or personal touches on. You know, we're, we're launching this bomb bomb thing where you now you guys can, uh, bomb bomb partnership, not a bomb bomb thing, um uh, bomb bomb partnership where now you can do, uh, video messaging to them. You can pick up the phone and call them. You don't need to spend any money. Um, you can, you know, offer to do a real estate review for them. You can, um, offer that we're going to be doing a very cool, uh, family Christmas party, something to lure a family Christmas party. So we're going to give you more opportunities about that. We also have our seasonal mailouts that are going. You need to do something to them, and I want you to touch everybody in your database in the next three months. When I think of like before the spring market, I think before middle of February. So in the next three to four months, you need to be touching them three times. Everybody, get top of mind with them because when the spring comes, stuff happens. You know, you, you, you know, people start thinking again about real estate, and even if there's a recession. Um, Addie, you can take my screen off for one second because I'm about to do a digression and a rant for a second. When you are going into a slow marketplace, and this is going to speak to recession proof in your business, um, what happens is that if you're used to making, you know, $150,000 in your business, you typically need, you know, maybe you have Two or three listings at any given point in time um, on your listing inventory, or maybe one to three, whatever it happens to be. But when we get into a recession, what happens is that people want to sell and try to capitalize the equity in their property and the buyers are nowhere to be seen, or they're, they're few and far between. So what happens is, is we get an increase in our listing inventory. So as a listing realtor or somebody that's doing that, instead of now having to carry one to three listings to still make the same 150, you might need to carry, you know, three to five. Or or five to five to eight, and that just changes. So now you can still make the same amount of money by just increasing the amount of inventory that you're carrying, and few of them will sell, or they'll sell less often. Eventually, typically, as long as you're being proactive with pricing um, and you're uh, reviewing the listing, everything will sell eventually. But you want to make sure that you are um, adapting the price and adjusting, and then just adjusting up your business. So do you normally need uh, ten listings? Well, now you might need. 17, 18, or 19. Um, if you normally need you know one listing to do your goals, we don't care, we don't judge, then fine. Maybe now you need four listings. And that just changes. Thank you, Addy. So that is how you adapt your income accordingly. All right, so marketing. So you want to touch people a minimum of three times to stay top of mind because when the when the market turns, and this is where we saw people during COVID succeed dramatically, is they they kept in touch. And then when the market turned, they were the people that were called. And it was amazing. It was literally like clockwork. And then some people who hunkered down during them for safety reasons, whatever else, that's okay. But it takes longer to get back into it, to get top of mind again with your clients after coming out of that. Also, we talked about this a little bit, add something new to your marketing mix. Um, so this could be, um, sorry, just uh, looking at my, Thing. So add something new to your marketing mix. Two things here. Number one, begin expanding your relationships to a new niche. So again, what this one is, is you want to look and say, am I going to now build relationships with builders? Am I going to talk to relocation companies? Am I going to, uh, you know... Expand my circle of influence. Maybe you join up with a BNI group, or you end up, uh, you know, you're meeting a new group of people. You have your circle that you play in right now, and that has gotten you your current results. If you want to do more business, you got to expand it. Or again, if you were doing $150,000 a year with 150 people in your sphere, well, in order to do the same, if we slip into recession, you might now need 200 people in your sphere. So now you need to expand it to a new area, and also. I suggest that you begin investing in online marketing or in a community. Start something small, so that will be. Remember, we talked about our mark, our pipeline, uh, where now you're talking about farming and website and strategic alliances. That's speaking to all of these. So we we suggest that you do. Start investing and playing in that. You can start very, very small. Pick a street and just start marketing to it. Start delivering some flyers. Set an open house in the area. Um, you know, really target your efforts in there. Um, also, in terms of online marketing, take out a Google ad or try to drive some traffic to your website. Uh, play with Facebook ads. Take an online course, whatever it happens to be. Learn something new about marketing. Because you'll if you don't do anything different, you're going to be exactly the same. So you need to learn. Sorry, because my watch hits the table and deafens everybody. Operations: Add systems to leverage your current relationships and build your capacity. So now, how do you deliver the products and services that you offer as a realtor? Uh, lots of realtors don't think about this. It's all about how do I sell more homes? How are you delivering the sales experience? How are you guiding somebody through the sale through the? Um, the buying experience, or how are you guiding someone through the selling experience? Add more perceived value, more high perceived value services uh, to your process to make yourself more referable. What can you do to offer a high level of service, higher level of service um, throughout the process? Making yourself more referable throughout the whole transaction, that people want to refer you, giving them opportunities to refer you things like that what can you do to do that if you're in the middle of a transaction with a client why not you know we've talked about this before and this might not work right this second but typically we talked about stopping by people's offices and bringing in coffee for a few people and having it where now you got to meet people you're going to need to get creative in this pandemic but maybe you can you know uh, connect people to different online events or things like that or just being phenomenal at what you do and tweaking that process and making a memorable experience can give somebody an opportunity. Doing real estate reviews for people is an opportunity for them to refer you. Also, leverage each transaction into more transactions. Every time you do a transaction, either you sell someone's home or you bring the buyer, you have a marketing opportunity. You know, you get to say that, hey, I sold that home on that street, or, or B, I have a buyer, I had, I was the one that actually brought the person to that home, and there might be more buyers out there. So now you have an opportunity to do what's called circle marketing. So circle marketing is you can, uh, you can drop flyers off, just listed, just sold flyers in the community. You can do an ad works, just sold campaign. You can do, um, other campaigns, you know, online marketing in the area, um, you know, showing people how you sold the home, how you got more money than the next nearest competitor or whatever else. There's opportunities here. Another thing you can do with circle marketing is we have, if you go on to our virtual office under exclusive offers and partners, we had a partnership with Telesting and that ends up giving you access to phone numbers in the area by geographical region. And you can use a program called Slide Dial, and now you can just do voicemail drops in everybody's um, voice box. You don't need their voicemail. You don't need to um, cold call or anything like that anymore. So circle marketing is one way that you can take one transaction and leverage it by marketing around the area and the demographic on that. Also, try to meet their client's network. Try to figure out um, if there's an opportunity to meet more people through there. Um, Also, getting Google reviews and testimonials from there. Love, love, love Google reviews. Um, There's lots of other testimonial products out there, but they don't come up in the same search results as Google does. So um, if you are using Real Satisfied or Rank My Agent or something like that, make sure you're also spending time getting Google reviews or Facebook reviews because those are the ones that show up to the consumers. You can do a lot of pretty marketing with the other ones. That's great. And you should be doing that, but you can also do that with Google reviews and I highly recommend taking a look. And also, just talking to your clients and getting referrals from them um, is another way to do it. So each transaction, you can uh, parlay that into another transaction. Now taking a break from that marketing piece of those operations, this is systematizing every transaction you do, trying to get more business off of it. The next thing I wanna say is try con- contracting. So contract or hire out something that is taking up your time. If you find that you're overwhelmed because your business, what can you take off your plate? CIR will enter your listings in. at $65, we'll call the photographers, we'll do it all, we'll set up your feature sheets, we'll um, make everything happen for you, connect with your client through our concierge program. $65 and we go through the entire process getting it done, you can spend time focusing on your clients. You know, Hire out um, anything that you're doing right now that's menial tasks. Maybe some of your marketing. Maybe it's some of your online marketing. You can hire somebody to do it out, and if you're or to do that stuff for you. And if you're not doing it right now, I suggest that something different than you've done previously is you try dipping your toes into that water. Try hiring out some pieces of it. In our last area, so we had marketing and operations, financial. My first question, class, last questions is: Is your current lifestyle suitable to your income and? Re- Retirement goals. If the market were to change by twenty-five percent, could you persevere? So, what I'm at, what I'm saying here is that you, the car you drive, the house you live in, um, the 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 programs your kids are in, things like that. These are typically the biggest expenses in your business. The salary you pay yourself is the biggest expense to your business. Do you have money at the end of the month or the year to reinvest in your business, to grow that into more money, to start some marketing campaigns or client appreciation campaigns or things like that? Do you have money to reinvest? And you have money to reinvest after you're also putting away and saving for your retirement. I'm not talking about, um, you know, just having like a, a little bit of money in there. I'm talking about like actually, um, you know, making investments, buying investment, real estate and things like that. Are you putting that away? And if you, if you don't have money to do that, you want to position yourself so that you do. It's absolutely imperative so that you can um, have a life after real estate. Are you current with all your tax payments, debt payments, and investment contributions? We talked about the investment contributions, but you're actually not able to save for retirement and things like that. You should set up the system for it, but you gotta be making the majority of your contributions to catch up on your tax, keep CRA happy, uh, make sure you're paying down your debts, especially the high interest stuff, and getting that um getting that rocking. So you may need to adjust your lifestyle accordingly. But you can also adjust your revenue and make sure that you're making more money, but typically you need a combination of both, okay? You need to be doing both of theirs and get your financial house in order. And also, where are you spending that is not getting a return? Currently in your business, you're investing, maybe you have a, a bus bench somewhere, maybe you're sending something out to your clients, that you're just not getting return on, you want to streamline that a little bit, uh, maybe you're... You know, who knows what you're doing? We all have these little monthly things coming off our credit cards. Um, it's time to assess and get clear and uh, decide what resources you are using and which ones you need to invest in, which ones you need to get a better return on. So those are the three things. Ass- assess your, your marketing, assess your operations, and assess the financial pieces of your business. In order to um, get a return. There's a few uh, action items in there as well. Make sure you're touching your clients three times um, throughout there. Make sure you take time to adapt before the before the, the spring market, sorry. Make sure you're taking time to adapt your, um, your, your customer service systems, um, your operational systems. You're looking at them, you're evolving them. And um, as far as the financial go, get your financial house in order. It's absolutely imperative. That's that. That's how you prep yourself. Uh, just on a final note on that, if your financial house is in order, then you can adapt through, you know, virtually any recessionary period. If you get used to understanding how to scale that up and scale that down, and keep yourself living modestly, and every time you get you make more money, you put some toward your lifestyle, but you put a lot into savings and toward your business, you can really recession-proof yourself based off of that. I hope you guys um, enjoy. Uh, we're going to be back next week. And I want to definitely look forward to seeing you guys out to um, our bomb bomb launch this week and all the other great training courses we have. I hope you guys have a phenomenal rest of the week and all the best in doing a ton of business. We'll see you soon. That's all we have for you today. And thank you so much for giving us your time and tuning in. Don't forget to like CIR Realty Business Mastery on Facebook and to follow us on Instagram. Take care, everyone.